Hey friends, my name is Claudine. Welcome to the Embodied Catholic Woman. This podcast is for Catholic women who are looking for a holistic approach to well-being that is rooted in faith. You'll learn how to manage your thoughts, feel your feelings, and regulate your nervous system so you can fully embody your feminine genius. Let's do it. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of the Embodied Catholic Woman podcast, and you are listening to episode 17. This episode is another guest interview, which I love. I love doing those and chatting with other Catholic women. And today I'm speaking with Immaculate Newstead, and we're talking about finding beauty in the mess. So Immaculate was born and raised in Uganda, East Africa, and came to the U.S. when she was a teenager. She is a wife. She is a mother of three beautiful babies. And she also is a children's book author and a licensed daycare business owner. So in our conversation, we talked about we talked about trauma and how there can be cultural differences to how we speak about mental health and emotional health and how in some cultures it's actually not acceptable to discuss certain things. Like you don't discuss certain things outside of the home or outside of the family, but sometimes that culture of, of silence or even of denying what's happening, it, it's not healthy overall. It just, it just suppresses what is really happening inside of us. And ultimately healing is about inviting our wounds, inviting our woundedness and our brokenness into the light. This is exactly what Christ invites us to do, right? We have the sacrament of penance. He invites us to come to him. We're receiving ultimately grace and forgiveness and healing from him through the priest, but ultimately it's Christ who's doing the healing. And in that sacrament, we're actually invited to come back into restoration, to come back into the light. And part of that involves being open, being vulnerable. This is something that also came up during our chat was we talked about the importance of vulnerability in our healing journey and not being afraid to reach out and to say, yes, I do need support in this. I do need help with this. And then we also talk about healing from the perspective of how important it is to do this work in our own lives so that we can impact the people around us. And whether that's your, you know, your children, in the case of Immaculate and her husband, she talked about how their healing journey has, has created so many new possibilities for their children. But it could also be that your healing impacts someone else in your family, or it impacts the people that you work with, your colleagues, or if you serve patients or clients, healing can have a profound ripple effect in the world. And so I really, really enjoyed this conversation with Immaculate, and I'm sure you will enjoy it as well. Thank you so much for being with us, Immaculate. I'm, I'm so excited for our conversation today. So why don't we start with you introducing yourself and telling us a little bit more about what you do. Yes, um, thank you for having me to your podcast. I'm so excited to be here for the opportunity. Yes, my name is Immaculate. I am a, a wife, a mom of three beautiful children. And uh, 
originally I'm from East Africa, Uganda, but I've been living in the United States for over 20 years now. So yeah, I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Wow, all the way from Uganda. So how long have you been here in the States? About 20 years, about oh, wow. 20 years. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. Well, mm -hmm. I would love it if you could tell us more about your journey to where you are today. Yes. Yeah, so my journey has been interesting, you know, long but interesting. So I came here at the age 18 to work for the family. So I came here for a job and my intention was to stay here for two years, but I kept extending my stay. So here I am. Yeah. yeah but I grew up in I grew up in Africa in a small in a small village, um, raised in a Catholic, you know, family on both sides. So faith was a big part of our lives like growing up so mm -hmm. so I brought that kind with me here that faith that I was given to this country so that has been a, a very long journey but you know very interesting mm -hmm. and can you share with us more about what your healing journey looked like because a lot of the things that I talk about on this podcast are healing. I specifically work with Catholic women and healing heart wounds, healing traumas. So what did your healing journey look like? And how has your faith played a role in that? Very big. My faith has played a very big, you know, part of my healing. But first of all, I did not, like I said, go where I grew up. We... You don't hear words like trauma, mm -hmm. uh, mental health. That is not part of our society, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. So it took me a long time for me to realize that um, I need healing because I didn't know that, you know, I thought that's how life is supposed to be, right? You know, uh, we call it suffering. We call it suffering. We use our word suffering. So, but the more I, my face grew deeper, the more I became aware of my wounds. And the more I was encouraged, especially through the scriptures, right? Mm -hmm. To take those wounds, to be vulnerable, to be vulnerable uh, towards Christ and let him see those wounds, you know. Um, one of my favorite Bible story is uh, the woman at the well. Yeah. That is one of my favorite. I, I love that story because Christ came to her. Hmm? Christ is, you know, is interested in our stories, in our wounds. So um, I like that interaction, right? This woman is very wounded, you know, very has shame, trauma, but Christ, you know, just engages with her. And uh, I like it. I, I like, I like the fact that um, 
he just give her that space to be, you know, to finally for her to open up and offer that living water, right? You know, so the more I read the stories, eh, the more my faith increased and the more vulnerable I became um, to reach out, to be healed. You have to want to be healed. You have to be willing to be vulnerable. So yes, that's yes. Yes. Been my, you know, my journey. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. vulnerability vulnerability mm -hmm. is a big part of healing and you said you said several things um that you know jesus presented himself to her at the well and he you said he interrupted right he interrupted her plans and i think that's exactly what happens for a lot of us where god just kind of comes into our lives and he presents himself right to us and mm -hmm. kind of interrupts what what we think our plans are or what we think our plan should be or how we think things should go and he's like well no i have another another pathway he has this living water he has this living water for us and something else that you mentioned you said it wasn't really part of our culture this idea of you know trauma and and mental health and I think it's up until very recently that people have felt more comfortable opening up about heart wounds and, and traumas from the past because it was almost like this shameful thing or, or something that you don't talk about. You don't talk about family issues outside of the family. You keep it in the family. And of course, the family is so important. Um, it's, the, it's the blueprint for everything else, for all our other relationships. It happens in family. And it's so important to understand that sometimes the things that we experience or, or the ways of being that we learn in our families are actually those patterns of dysfunction. That's where it comes from. So I think it's so powerful when we can, we can realize that, but also take Christ up on that offer, that invitation to heal and to, to partake of that, of that healing water. So I would love yes, to- definitely. Yeah. So I would love to hear more about the work that you're doing and, and how I know you work with women. I would love to hear how you serve these women and what inspired you to get into this and to do this work. Yes. So I love I I work with women. Um, I have a, a blog, a mom blog. So I started that blog as a way for me to share my experiences, you know, as a mom and as a wife. So it is a place for me to help women see the beauty, hmm? to see the beauty because every day you look around, you know, what you see on the news is despair, you know, uh, stuff that causes, you know, to, you know, affect your mental health, you know, but I wanted to, created that space where women can see the beauty and, um, and for me to share tips on parenting, right? You know, to help them lighten their load. You know, motherhood is not, you know, <laughs> it's not a, a walk in a path. It's really, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's really, and it takes community. It's, it takes a uh, community. It takes a village, right? to be to be a great mom it takes a village and uh, we find sometimes we find that village online right through blogs through coaching you know different yeah. ways so 
I wanted uh, women to have that a village kind of uh, where, you know, where they can, you know, get my content, like get tips, um, just, you know, be encouraged and know that they are not alone in whatever they are going through. So, yes. So my, my, my work is to, to help women see the beauty in every day, you know, in every day mess, you know? <laughs> yeah. I love that mm -hmm. the, the beauty in their daily lives and then in the mess, because I think sometimes we think we see very curated lives around us on social media and in, you know, Hollywood and in the entertainment industry, we see very curated lives and we think, well, that's how it's supposed to be. And there's nowhere in scripture where we're promised that our lives are going to be perfectly beautiful and curated and we're never going to have any issues. In fact, our Lord says, you will have trials, you will have suffering, but take heart, I've already overcome the world, right? And so I love that you're trying to help women find the beauty in the quote unquote, the mess, <laughs> the chaos of, of their lives so that they can ultimately heal and, and move forward. And it's about perspective, but it's about perspective, but also perspective from a Christian view, you know what I mean? Like you see Hollywood, you see social media, but it's really it's not from the Christian Catholic view. Right. And uh, that view there, it, it can cause you to question yourself, right? Eh? Am, I, am I good enough? Eh? Am I worthy? Eh? Yes, you are. You are worthy. You are a child of the Most High God, you know? So it's about having a Christian perspective of your true to the life around us. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I mean, he created us, mm -hmm. but then when we became baptized, we became adopted children. We became part of this, this bigger heavenly family. And so, yeah, to remember our identity is ultimately in him and not in the kind of car we drive or how much money we have in the bank or the number of degrees or letters behind our name or whether we have a, uh, we're married or we're not married. If we have a family, if we don't have a family, like looking to all the externals because the world tells us those are the things that matter, that those are the things that define you. And if you're not hitting those marks or if you're not hitting those by a certain point in your life, then you're just, you're just sort of washed up, right? So, so that's very important that our identity is ultimately yes. within, within God. Definitely. And, Definitely. Something, and something you said earlier, you mentioned um, wanting women to know that, you know, well, it takes a village. It takes a village to be a mom and to be a successful mom and realizing that we need that community. And it's true, healing, healing happens in community. Ultimately, when many people experience heart wounds or traumas in the past, they didn't have that support. They didn't have that safe space to go to and to say, this is what happened. Can you just be with me? Can you just be in that, be present with me and help me as I heal this? So I love that you are creating this, this space where other moms can, can come to that community for healing. So the purpose, uh, you know, just to follow that up, the purpose of this podcast is to help Catholic women 
heal their heart wounds. And I know you work with women of all backgrounds, but what are some of the common wounds that you do see in the women that you work with? What are some of those wounds that you that you've observed or picked up on? I think what um what I've heard and see is um women women questioning themselves. Am I good enough, right? Am I good enough? And those voices could be rooted from childhood, right? Childhood trauma. So and uh, that is the common words that I see, like uh, questioning whether I'm good enough, whether I'm beautiful enough, whether I'm successful enough, but those things don't just happen. And the thing about healing, and for me, especially when I became a mom, I knew that I had to pursue healing for the sake of others, for the, for the sake of my kids, you know? Because when you don't heal, you can easily bleed on others, right? So, yes, they're not feeling worthy and uh, not feeling good enough. I think those are, you know, the, the comment I hear all the time. Hmm? Yes. Yeah. And, and that's a very important point that you said when you became a mom, you realized that you needed to also heal because you didn't want to, you didn't want to pass these on unknowingly to your children or affect them in, in a certain way. And that's exactly what happens is people, they may have either no awareness of their own patterns or own of their own woundings, or they may have some awareness. And so they make decisions where I'm going to do it differently with my kids and I'm going to try to change. And that's really, my belief is that healing is not just a selfish act. It's not just about ourselves. When we heal, we heal the generations that come after us. And I believe also that there's a supernatural dimension to this. We can heal, heal the generations that came before us. I don't know how it works. I know that God is outside of time and he can, he can heal forwards and backwards. You know, So I believe that when we make it our mission to really heal those wounds, personal wounds, generational wounds, that we are essentially creating new possibilities for the generations that are coming after us. So I love, I love that you, that you said that. Have you noticed any, have you noticed in your own family, any changes from this journey that you've been, that you've been on? Have you noticed changes in your children or how they're acting or showing up? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Actually, me and my husband, we talk about that because we are very aware of um, the traumas in our families, eh? both sides. Hmm. So, and we see how our kids are just free, right? Eh? Um, and we see that in, with their relationship with Christ. I mean, they are still little. My oldest is five years old, you know, but I see that how he comes in prayer. Yeah? He comes with this sense of freedom that he's talking to a friend, right? Yeah? Mm -hmm. But uh, because that's, that's how we parent him, right? That's how we parent them. We want, we want, we want them to know that they're not being 
they're not being on the scene, but they are hard too, right? So yes, I see a very, the difference in our kids because that's how we, that's not how we are brought up, mm -hmm. me and my husband. So yes, because we have to mirror, especially my husband, we have to mirror, to mirror Christ to our kids. Right. But you can't um, mirror that you don't, you know, know or understand. So, yes, to answer okay. your question, yes, we see a difference. I'm not saying we are perfect parents. I'm not saying we are perfect, right. you know. Right. But the difference, no the difference is there. Yes, but the difference is there because we are, we are intentional and aware of the things we don't want to pass on. And we were working for self-development to develop ourselves so we can be better for our children and you know those around us. Yeah. And I love that you said you're you and your husband are trying to model Christ to your children because that's actually how it's supposed to be. Um, you know, that's the 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 charge or the mission of purpose is uh, parents, excuse me, is to to be that figure in a child's life and to bring that child to the faith and to bring them to God. And I love that you said your your son, he just comes with this sense of freedom in his prayers and his relationship with God. And that's that's how it's supposed to be. You know, the, the scripture that came to mind when you said that is, you know, whom the son sets free is free indeed, right? We're we're supposed to have this this sense of freedom and aliveness. And I think so many of us we don't have that or we feel very much in bondage or kind of kind of shut down or um, because of our wounded, just, just kind of closed off. And that's not the way that God created us to be. It's not the way he wants us mm -hmm. to be in relationship with him in relationship with other people or even in relationship mm -hmm. to ourselves. So yeah, I love that you're mm -hmm. modeling, you're mm -hmm. kind of modeling that to, to him, to your children. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, yes, definitely. And uh, one of the, I don't know where I've heard this, but uh, like one of the scripture talks about well, self-love pretty much, you know, I'm paraphrasing, right? Mm -hmm. Loving ourselves first, you know, because when we do that, pretty much like being free, you know, being allowing ourselves to be afraid of whatever. So when we do that, hmm, that benefit our neighbor. Hmm? Like love yourself. I mean, love, love others as you love yourself. Hmm? So when we don't do that, that affects our neighbor. So really this journey of healing is not only for us, but for you know, for the benefit of the, of others, you know? Yes, absolutely. And I was actually planning to do a podcast on that because that's probably part of the problem. <laughs> you know, we're loving our neighbors as we love ourselves. And the reality is many of us don't love ourselves very much. We, we don't talk to ourselves mm -hmm. with kindness. We're, we don't show compassion to ourselves. We're very judgmental. And that same the same way we treat ourselves is mirrored in the way we treat other people. And we can't expect that we're going to treat other people better than we treat ourselves. And so 
I think sometimes we're afraid of this self, this idea of self-love. We are afraid that it, it means selfish and it's not, it's not the same at all. It's a requirement. So you have to love yourself and you have to, you know, love yourself enough to take care of yourself and to take care of your health and men mentally, emotionally, physically, all of it to be the best friend, the best daughter, the best wife, the best mom that you can be. But it, it starts from within. You, can, you can't give to someone else what you haven't first received inside of you. Def definitely, definitely. It's not being selfish. It's not being um, like we go now, I go back to having that Christian perspective, you know, even with that, you have to be careful. There is a, a secular way of, you know, me, let me take care of me first, right? So we have to, as Christian, you know, to know the line where, you know, we are loving ourselves from a godly perspective, not from, you know, a worldly perspective. Hmm? Exactly. So, yes. Mm -hmm. So I guess the last question that I have for you is, what words of advice or encouragement would you give to any woman who's tuning into this podcast episode? What would you, what would you want them to take away from today's conversation? Hmm. What do I want them to take away? I would say my two things for anyone who is listening to this podcast is to be first to be rooted, to be rooted in Christ. I don't know about you, but if I learned anything from the pandemic, it was the importance of being rooted. It, the pandemic showed us how things can change just like this. So, but that's how life is. So being rooted in Christ, Christ does not change. God doesn't change. Yeah. Everything is subject to change. Everything on this earth is changing, is moving. But when you are rooted, you have that confidence that whatever comes, I'm going to be okay because I'm rooted in Christ. That is one. The next thing I would say to anyone who's listening is to not be afraid to be vulnerable. Yeah and reaching out because that's when that's where healing begins right you have to be vulnerable enough and reach out whether to christ or to those who are closest to you vulnerability brings healing and brings peace yes so the, those are the two things i would say to anyone listening to this podcast yeah yeah so true so true and so many of us, we're afraid to be vulnerable because maybe we were vulnerable in the past or we had an experience where it wasn't safe to be vulnerable. And so we've learned, oh, I've got to just keep all this in. I've got to shut it all down. But again, it goes back to that sense of freedom that you mentioned before, that we're called to be free. And that means free to be, to express ourselves, free to love, free to serve, free to go out and to not feel that we have to just hide and, and um, stay closed up within and kind of tight and bottled up. So yeah, 
Thank you so much for sharing those, uh, those two important points for our listeners today. And I appreciate your time. How would someone find you if they wanted to, you know, read your blog or work with you in some other capacity? What's the best place to reach you? Yes, the best place to reach me is you can ch check out my website at www.gracetishi.com or you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Gracetishi. Thank you so much for having me. It was very fun chatting with you. Thank you too. Thank you for being here. If you'd like to get started on this healing journey, be sure to download my free heart safety guide, a trauma-informed approach to healing for Catholic women. You'll learn all about heart wounds, where they come from, and how to heal them. Just click the link below to download. Thank you.